to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm so grateful you all are here. It is a lovely Monday morning when I am recording this for you guys this week. Um, And I have to confess, you know, a lot of times I'm like, oh, you know, batch your content and get it all done. And okay, so you know, it's a marching band season. And in all perfect worlds, I would have had all my content done. However, in the world of marching band, um, I don't know if any of you have participated or have had kids in marching band, but um, it's kind of all encompassing between the months of August and November. So um, needless to say, I'm behind on my content and I'm going out of town next week. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to uh, come back and I'm gonna do an episode when I get back um, about where I'm going. So it's kind of, I'm going, I'm actually going to a mastermind and I'm so excited to be there. I actually was supposed to go in January to this mastermind. However, I got super, like I have never been this sick. I got super duper sick um, and I couldn't go. I had to cancel it at the very last minute. Like the day before I was gonna leave, I had to cancel everything and it was such a bummer. So I have been waiting because um, the next time they held this is now, it's in October. So I'm super excited about that. So look for that episode. Oh, probably it won't be, it'll probably be three weeks out. So you'll hear this and then I I will come back and have to pull some together. And um, so you'll be, you'll be hearing about that adventure and um, everything I learn, I want to be able to share with you guys. And um, it's, I'm super excited because it, the, the mastermind I am part of um, melds together all of the things I talk to you guys about. So it's mindset and it's business and it's all how it all works together. Um, So that is not what we're talking about today, but uh, just a preview of what is coming. And um, we are going to jump in today to talk about why you would want to become an influencer or authority in your arena and how to do that. And you may be thinking, I'm just, you know, Joe Schmo little guy and there's no way I could ever become an influencer. And I want to challenge you on that. I um, am currently on the path of working towards becoming an influencer, which means, you know, I may not be there yet exactly to the level of, you know, what we think of influencers like um, Richard Branson or Marie Forleo or um, some of the top, entrepreneurs in the field, Gary V, all those people. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't be um, an authority and an influencer in what I do. And so I have 10 steps for you to get going. And then um, prior to giving you those steps, I want to jump in and give you some reasons why you would want to become an influencer or an authority in your arena. So before we hop into that episode, though, I do have a challenge coming up. So give me just a minute to thank our sponsor. One of the biggest frustrations I hear from business owners on a regular basis is, I need more clients. And I get it. Every business struggles with getting new clients until you know how to do it. The problem is, is you spend your time networking and going to events and making phone calls that don't go anywhere. You're out trying to attract people to you when there is a much easier way. 
Growing your email list is so important because it fills your list with potential clients who actually want to hear from you. And it gives you the ability to reach out to them on a regular basis and share what you have to offer. To grow your email list, you've got to have a great free download. Sign up for our free newsletter isn't working anymore. You've got to create a download that piques their interest, gets them to take action, and adds them to your list. Sounds easy, right? Of course it's not easy. That's exactly why I created my new free training to help you create an awesome free download. You can sign up at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. This live training is going to present the five easy steps that I've used with my clients to help them go from hot mess marketing to growing an email list that they consistently get sales from. So you don't want to miss this training. Head on over to alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie and sign up today. I'll see you inside. So are you ready to dive in? I am super excited about this topic um, because when you can become an authority or influencer in your arena, it changes everything for you in your business. Um, Things get easier. It's easier to uh, create content. It's easier to connect to your audience, all these different things that we're going to talk about. But before we jump down into those 10 steps that I have laid out for you, to go down that path, I I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, why? Why would you want to become an influencer or an authority other than, you know, fame, glory, success, all those things, which really don't have much to do with being uh, an authority or influencer. You know, if you really read into um, the stories and the background of the people who have become influencers in their field and in their, um, their specific niche, they aren't in it for fame and glory and all that stuff. They're in it because they want to help people. And so really, if you're in business and that is where your intention is and where you feel your heart drawn to, um, that will carry through even when you are more well-known and you are um, sought out by people in your field to be an influencer and an expert. So, um, and I have seen this happen with several people and I've seen several people do it wrong. (laughs) You'll understand why I say wrong in just a few minutes. So um, the first reason that, you know, you would wanna look into being an influencer is that it really is a way for you to get momentum in your business. You become known for a specific uh, product, service, or, area of expertise, you become the go-to person for that. And does that mean there's only one go-to person in that arena? Of course not. And that's actually a good thing. We're going to get to that in in just a few minutes as to why that is a good thing. Um, But once you really narrow what that is and what, you know, what you do for people, um, your expansiveness is, is going to actually, you would think going narrow um, would create uh, less impact and less business, but it's actually the opposite. The more narrow you go and the more focused you become, um, the greater impact and the greater growth for your business. So reason number one to become an influencer is to um, gain momentum in your business. And to, to go right along with that is reason number two, which is you have can have a greater impact, not only on um, 
the people that you help with what you do and um, the people that you're trying to get to to change their lives and impact their lives, but also the other people um, that you know they they may come in contact with because it's a ripple effect. You know, you help somebody out, they they share that success or that. Um, change in their lifestyle with someone else, and then it impacts them. But also, you can have a greater impact with the other people in the arena that are also impacting those people, and maybe they impact them in a different way. Um, but most of us, most of us have overlap in our audiences. So, let's use an example. Say you are a chiropractor, and you can help somebody um, with the alignment of their body. However, they may have a lot of muscle issues and may need to have massage, but they wouldn't be ready for that massage or that massage would not have be as impactful if their body wasn't already in alignment and vice versa. Like they could have a massage, but the massage therapist is not a chiropractor. And so they need to go to a chiropractor to make sure that everything is in alignment so that the massage, um, effects last longer. And, you know, any, any type of, uh, collaborative partner in what you do um, will be impacted by how you show up and with what you share. So um, that's reason number two is you can have a larger impact in it. And it doesn't just have to be the people that you're assisting and helping. It can be um, people that are also in alignment as a power partner in your arena. Um, the third reason is it helps build trust in who you are. Um, as you start to help people, they're going to talk about it. They're going to, they're, and I see it, you know, over and over and over, not only with people that I, um, admire and follow, but also people that I have known. And I've seen it even with myself with this podcast. So as you put yourself out there and you put your, um, faith before your fear, you start to become an authority. People start to look at you and they think, oh, well, she's helping people and um, she's helped me. And so she knows what she's doing. She's seen results and, um, and now, you know, I'm seeing results doing what she's telling me. And so you naturally become an authority and you share that um, success that you've had with other people. And that's how it grows. So think about how you can build trust with your audience. And, you know, maybe it's baby steps. Maybe it's not, you know, hopping on social media and doing a live every day. But it's, you know, who, how, how you're showing up and impacting people so that it stays with them long term. And I don't know the exact saying, but um, something about... I don't know why I try to recall these because sometimes my mom brain overrides my my regular brain. But <laughs> the uh, you know the saying that what you say to someone is isn't what sticks with them; it's how you made them feel. It's sort of the same thing. Um, so think about you know how you can leave people feeling as though you have helped them and build that trust factor. Uh, and reason number five is I've talked about it. You become an authority, you become an authority in the industry. You become the go-to person for people to, um, reach out to. I've seen this with my friend, Kelly Mirabella, who really focused on chatbots in the last year. And she's really quickly become one of the go-to people in that field because she really focused in and she just gave and gave and gave. Um, I think in some ways she kind of overgave because now she doesn't have a lot to sell and she's finding that out, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but overall, if you can become that go-to person, you can always fix it on the back end. Um, but it takes energy and time and persistence to create and build that authority. So 
let's, uh, that, that would be number five, one, two, three, four, maybe number four, sorry, I lost track. And then number five, um, is as you become an influencer and authority, you have the opportunity to reach out to other authorities and, and influencers in your arena and build your audience to be even bigger. Um, because most of those people want to partner and, um, if you can find a good way for you to benefit them to having, you know, you be in front of their audience, meaning don't go and repeat everything they say, but bring a new perspective to um, what they're doing, then it will be impactful not only to them, but also to their audience. So those are the the main reasons that you want to become an influencer. It really does um, besides it does great things for your confidence <laughs> when you can be, you know, it, imagine, you know, people coming to you because you know your stuff and they know that you know your stuff. And that's a great confidence builder. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, um, confidence is one of the last skills that you can build, but it's one of the first skills that you need. So Think, uh, think about how that would impact you and who you are and how you move forward and do business. So let's jump in. I've got 10 steps. They're not easy. I was going to say 10 easy steps because that's usually everything is easy, but they're, I wouldn't say they're easy. Um, they're simple. They're simple steps, but they're not necessarily easy to complete. Um, but the, it doesn't mean that it can't be done. So number one, the first way to become an, an influencer or authority is to really look at what's going on in your industry. Look at what's going on in your field of expertise and think about how you can do something different. Um, think about a different perspective you can bring to the table. Think about um, a problem that hasn't been solved and solve that problem. And just really look at, you know, how are things, um, going right now and how can you bring a different shed a different light on what is happening um and i'm trying to think so i have a client right now who's pretty awesome um and he is actually a medical doctor and found that and he works specifically with patients with diabetes and i don't know if he listens to this so shout out but um what's really unique about him is that most medical doctors are, you know, focused really on, let's just do, let's just bandaid it. Let's just bandaid the problem. Here's some drugs, move on, um, and get out of my office (laughs) mostly. And you know, they're like, yeah, I see you're sick. Okay. Bye. Um, and let's be honest, they're, they're that way for a reason. They are benefited by, you know, the drug companies to get you on a prescription and get you out the door. It, you know, time is money, especially in that industry. Um, but what makes, um, Dr. Topher really different is that he, because he works with patients who have diabetes specifically, um, he really wanted to be able to impact them without having them to, be so dependent on medication. And so he really felt like there was a loss in his industry of resources for people that had just been diagnosed with type two diabetes. Now that can be a pretty serious blow. That can be a pretty serious gut punch when you're told your life is just 100% going to be looking different and you're not going to be able to eat what you want. And um, you're going to be on these medications and you got to do blood testing and da, da, da. So you can imagine that's really overwhelming. 
Um, and most people would have looked at that and just said, okay, well, here's your medicine and go on. Well, he looked at that situation and said to himself, how can I be a resource? And so without going into too much detail, that's exactly what he did. And I quickly see him becoming a influencer and authority in that space. It's, of course, it's not going to happen overnight. Like if you're thinking to yourself, oh yeah, this is going to happen overnight. 99.9% of the time, that is not the case. What you don't see is all of the work that happens before people become an authority or an influencer. And so don't kid yourself into believing that you just wake up one day and you're an authority because that's not the reality of it. But can it happen with hard work? Can it happen with, um, you know, consistent effort? Yes. And we're going to get to that in some of the later steps. So number one um, recommendation to you is to look at what's going on and do things differently. Number two is to actually become a leader. You can't really be an influencer or an authority if you don't have leadership skills, which means you're willing to put your butt on the line, you're willing to take risks, you're willing to do things differently. And most importantly, you're willing to leave fear at the door. Because if fear is running the show, you will never be an influencer. There's just no possibility because people pick up on that subconsciously, even if you are not putting it out there in front of people. Um, the energy is there and they will pick up on it. So just be a leader, put you know 100% effort into what you're doing and just tell fear to take a hike while you're doing it. Um, and as a leader, you know, Part of that, which we're going to get into with number three is, you know, are you being a leader in your or, your own organization? Are you um, able to delegate things that aren't your strong suit? Are you able to um, create processes that are keeping you more efficient? Um, you know, what are you looking at in your business that can be taken care of so that you can step into that leadership role and and eventually bring people onto your team to take care of the things that you don't need to be taken care of as a leader. Um, so that is recommendation number two, is to become a leader and be a leader to in your industry. Uh, recommendation number three, or step number three, is to prov provide value and value yourself, but also, um, to be accountable to yourself. I think, you know, a lot of times we think we have integrity and integrity is something that you hold yourself accountable to be in integrable to other people outside of you. Um, and that you have integrity if you, you know, you do things for people outside of yourself. But a lot of times we don't have self-integrity. We don't hold ourselves accountable to the things that we have promised ourselves that we will do. And that is, it can be something as simple as I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to go for a walk every day. I'm going to eat good food every day. Um, I'm going to do the things I say I, I do or tell other people to do. Um, and that can be really hard because especially as you're getting started, there are a lot of things you need to do. But if you can't hold yourself in integrity, it's going to be really difficult for you to be in integrity with other people. And that is something that is really a must when you are leading and um, influencing other people. Because if you're not in integrity, again, they're going to pick up on it and you will no longer be trustworthy. And so really think about how, you know, you're putting yourself out there and in all opportunities possible, I always say the truth is the better way to go. Um, 
one, I, I'm just such a, like, I am such a bad liar. Like I would, I just don't lie. It's just not worth it. It takes too much energy to like, and I can't remember anything anymore. I should, I have to stop saying that. But um, as you get older, it's harder to remember things because your brain has so many things in it. And depending on, um, you know, the status of your current month, like mine is nutso right now, it's really hard to remember. So, you know, a lot of the things that I share with you in this podcast are, I have either done them or in the process of doing them um, or am attempting to get to them. So like right now, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily an authority or an influencer, but it's skills that I'm building on. Um, And again, it's not something that happens overnight, but it is something that is attainable. And these are steps that I've seen other people take and I am now following in their footsteps. So I wanted to share that with you. But holding yourself um, to integrity to get things done. So for me, one of my big goals every every week is to get this podcast out. And um, so far, it's been over a year, and it's probably one of my greatest accomplishments. And yes, does it reach as many people as I hope it ho- hoped it would? Not yet, but it will. Um, and it's gaining momentum and people are excited about it. And they, you know, they reach out to me all the time and tell me that they love it. But holding myself in integrity by putting that piece of content out every week, is it easy? No. Um, do I want to not do it sometimes? Of course, but I do it because I want to show up for you and I want to show up for myself. So really important to hold yourself in integrity and, um, both for your, both hold yourself to yourself, but also to other people. Like, don't say you're going to do something and then don't do it. Um, And that's integrity with others. So that is uh, step number three. Step number four. Now, I know this will be a surprise because I never bring it up, but you got to pick a niche. You have got to somehow narrow down who you help and how you help them. And you hear it from me all the time. And it is probably the most difficult thing you will ever do. Um, And does it mean if you pick a niche today that that has to be your niche in a year? No, because you're going to evolve, your business is going to evolve, and that niche will probably evolve. And I find that the more I resist the niche, the harder it is, the more I embrace the niche, the easier things become. And I know that you will find that too. And does that mean you have to niche down to a specific group of people? Yes or no. I mean, yes, it it helps to be really specific with a group of people, but it also helps to be really specific with, with what you do. And so let's use Kelly again as an example. Kelly doesn't serve a specific group of people if you ask her. Um, she would probably say entrepreneurs and small businesses. That's a pretty broad group of people, um, especially as it's ever growing. But the other piece of that is that she's really specific in how she helps those people. So her niche is really teaching people how to use chatbots. Um, and so I want you to look at that when you're looking at, you know, your business and how you want to stand out as an authority or influencer. Um, her background is actually social media marketing. And so she could have, you know, said, I do social media for everything. And trust me when I say there are a dime of a dozen, dime a dozen of those people who find it really difficult to get traction because it's such a broad area of expertise that one, um, it's really difficult to stay up on all the changes. That is an ever evolving field. Um, there are changes every single day, sometimes every single hour. 
And so if you are trying to stay up on those changes for every single platform, you're going to find it very, very difficult. Um, which is one of the reasons that she chose to move in the direction she chose to move in. And it's still very difficult because there are lots of changes in messenger marketing and chatbots in the world of those. But because she chose that one arena and got really, really specific about that, um, she knows she doesn't have to spread herself out in all these other areas. She can really get clear, you know, spend her energy and her time being the expert and the authority in that area. So I want that for you because it makes your life easier and it also is going to help you stand out. So um, knowing your not audience and knowing your niche is really, really important. And then um, number five is to, and this is such a cliche term, but value collaboration over competition. And this is really hard for people to get, especially if you have a scarcity mindset. And there's a lot of that that goes around in the world, but also in the world of entrepreneurs. Um, I have this idea, I have this website, I have this, da 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 da. Um, and something, and to hold on to it. Well, when you have your hands closed into fists, it's really hard to receive anything. And so I want you to think about that as you're grabbing, 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 and think about, you know, when you're grabbing onto all of that, how can you pick up anything else because your hands are closed? Um, and when you realize that, when you realize that if you have hands open and you're, you know, willing to help somebody else and have them help you, now that goes both ways. A lot of times we're really busy helping everyone else, helping everyone else, and we don't receive that, um, you know, having both hands open allows the energy to continue to flow. And when you really believe in collaboration over competition, which I was actually had the opportunity to have that happen this year over this past year um, with somebody who has a very, very similar business model. And we have ended up being really close um, compadres. <laughs> like we talk, we, I use Voxer. I don't know if you guys use Vox very often, but it's probably my favorite thing. And it either annoys people or you love it. Um, I found it's pretty much, that's how it is. It's a divided class. Either you love it or you hate it. Um, I love it because it enables me to have a quick conversation with somebody, leave, you know, key points and they can hear my voice. I can hear their voice much better than text. Um, and so needless to say, I've built this collaboration with, um, this friend who we have very parallel businesses, somewhat different um, audiences, but it's been really nice to just bounce ideas off of her about, okay, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And she's like, oh, I don't know, this is what we do. And um, I do the same for her. And it's been really nice. And it's because we put competition at the door. Like if you really and truly believe that there's enough for everybody, which I do, I 100% believe there is enough out there for everybody. And I put it in the perspective when I talk to audiences, you know, there's a billion people on this planet or probably more than that, but I'm gonna say a billion because that's easy. Um, if you actually think you can serve 1 billion people in your business, you, good luck. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say is good luck. Um, there's no possible way that one person can serve a billion people, except for maybe McDonald's, but that's not even one person. That's millions of people working for them. Um, so just think about that. And even McDonald's has competitors and they all make money. And so when you look at McDonald's, you know, who are their competitors? Good Times, Burger King, Lark Burger. I mean, the list of burger joints is 10 miles long. 
yet they all managed to make money. And so again, just embrace collaboration over competition. And what's really great about that is then you can reach out to those people and create collaborations and you can reach their audience and they can reach your audience. And it's a win-win for everybody. And so um, I I really encourage you to think about that as a, uh, not just say, not just say the words like, yeah, I collaborate over competition, but actually um, embrace those words and live them. Because when you do, when you start to do that, everything will again change. So number six, boy, we're, uh, there's a lot going on in this episode. I thought it was going to be a short one, but it's totally not. Um, number six is to share what you know. Um, and I want to put a caveat on this in just a second, but it's really important for you to, as you want to build authority and influence to share your knowledge and not hide it away and not, you know, expect people to give you something in return for that knowledge, but also, to have a plan. And so yes, share your knowledge, yes, be open. um, But don't give away the farm without a plan or a strategy to um, bring them to where you want them to go eventually. And I see this a lot. Um, And I'm going to go into that key point about, you know, the strategy piece of that um, as we get to number 10 here. But it's really important for you to share what you know, because it's going to build trust and authority with your audience, but it also needs to lead somewhere. And so I've seen this with several people that I've known for years and years that have, you know, these great opportunities and they go and they do Ted talks and they're speaking all over the country. And, um, and then I look at their business and I'm like, what are they selling? Cause I know they're not getting paid for these things. And it's really hard to pay the bills when you don't have, a a sales funnel set up for what you're doing. And so that's my only caveat. And we're going to get into that um, a little bit more on number 10, but um, be sure, you know, it's fine to share what you know, it's fine to um, connect with your audience by um, sharing what you learn and sharing the knowledge that you have, but just make sure that it leads somewhere. And I've even seen um, big influencers that have made this mistake and, um, I don't really want to call them out by name, but they have turned it around, but it's been really difficult for them to turn around, you know, giving away all that for free and then moving to a paid program. And um, somebody that has done that really, really well is Pat Flynn. And I just, I really like Pat Flynn. If you don't know who he is, he's one of the podcast um, originals. And I saw some of the people that actually he worked with and trained with originally um, in the world of podcasting that he shared all of his knowledge with that surpassed him and became, you know, multimillionaires. And Pat just, I just saw him give and give and give and give, but he never really had a way for people to pay him for what he did until probably the last two or three years. And now he's killing it. So I'm so glad that he's killing it because he truly is one of the nicest people on the planet. Like I just, I've met him a few times and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just want to put you in my pocket and take you home because you're awesome. Um, so it's nice to see it turned around, but just be aware of that. And then number seven, and this is a hard one for people, but it doesn't have to be, is to pick one platform that you're going to show up on consistently and um, just pick one. Because I think it's people feel like they have to be on Facebook and they have to be on Instagram and they have to be on Snapchat and they have to be on LinkedIn and um, they're busy posting all of this stuff and then it's not getting any traction 
And then it's really frustrating. And it's because you haven't figured out who your audience is so specifically that you know where they are, that you're trying to jump everywhere and hoping you, it's again, throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping you hit something. And it's, you know, if, if you're, if that's your mentality around your business, that's not a plan. That is just winging it and hoping something pans out. And I can tell you that might work in the short term, but long term, you need a plan. Um, and even short term, it's getting harder and harder for that to work. If you look at some of those um, viral videos, like the viral videos always kind of crack me up because they go crazy and they're a sensation for like two days and then nobody ever hears from those people again. Very, very rarely do you hear from those people again. Whereas the people that have a plan and they consistently do the same thing again and again and again, those are the people that have influence and have authority. And anybody you look at in even the top 10 entrepreneur um, business leaders have been doing it for years and years and years and years. And they just keep showing up. They just keep doing what they do. And so I want to encourage you to do that and especially on a platform, but don't just pick a random platform, pick a platform that's actually where your audience is and show up there. And that leads me to number eight, which is show up there consistently. And so, um, like I mentioned before, this podcast, is it easy for me to do this podcast every week and come up with a topic and research it and record it and edit it and all that? Um, All 80 steps of it? No, absolutely not. However, it's important for me to share what I am learning and what I know with you on a regular basis. And you know that the podcast is coming out every week and you can count on that. And to go with it, um, I also send an email every week. And so my email list is becoming um, familiar with me communicating with them and sharing with them. Um, And so there's different components that can go with that main component. Of course, you can push it out on Facebook and, you know, I will go do a Facebook live in my group and share some of what I talked about on the podcast and um, et cetera, et cetera. But it all leads back to my podcast. And so whatever platform you choose um, to be on, one, make sure your audience is there, but two, make sure you're doing it consistently. And okay, so we're to step number nine already. Awesome. And that is, this is really important. (laughs) and people don't do it. It's shocking to me. Um, But you need to engage with your fans. So you're starting to build up an audience and um, you're putting stuff out there and then they leave your comments and you just leave them hanging and you don't answer and you don't listen to their questions and you just keep talking and talking and talking. And um, that's probably one of the biggest detriments I see with people, uh, especially when they do Facebook Live, is they just talk all about themselves and I hate to tell you, but people don't care. People don't care about your story. They care if you're solving their problem and you're grabbing their attention really quickly to do that. And I think that's the misnomer of, I just see so many Facebook lives where people just get on, they're like, oh yeah. And it's just a hot mess, just a hot, hot mess. They're like, hey, how you doing? And you know, they're dancing and they're doing this. And I'm like, they're not seeing any traction because no one cares. Like you're not sharing anything with them that is going to impact or change their life in some way, solve whatever big headache they have going on in their life. And so when you can become that go-to person and you're engaging with them on a, um, a level that they're like, you feel like you already know them and you've had conversations with them and you're connecting with them. If you can do that online, you're golden. Like if you, if people feel like they actually know you and know who you are and, 
can relate to you and feel like you relate to them, then you're golden. And so um, that all comes with, you know, creating a conversation in whatever way is comfortable for you. Um, And whatever platform you choose to have that conversation and every platform is going to be a little different. So um, think about what that looks like and how you can create that conversation and um, have it go back and forth. So there's a lot of people talking at people and not many people talking with people. And there's a misnomer about, you know, I'm going to share all my personal private details of what's going on in my life and that that is going to create, um, you know, humanization of their brand. And in reality, people are just like, I don't care. I don't want to hear about you whining. (laughs) So anyway, um, just think about how that how that would work for you and how you can engage. And if you actually have people engaging follow up with those people and just stick to them like glue and be like, you are the best. You're the bomb. Thanks for uh, connecting and reaching out and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's step number nine, number nine and number 10, which I alluded to earlier is to have a strategy slash plan. So for everything you're doing in your business, I recommend having a plan. Don't just wing it. Don't just get started and say, Hey, let's do this. I'm going to go live every day and not have like a reason that you're going live because that's one, it's going to burn you out Two, It takes a lot of time and three, it's not going to improve your business. Um, and you're not going to become an authority because you're just going to blend with everyone else. So, um, really, it's really important. And I can guarantee you all of the people that are in the top, you know, 100 entrepreneurs list, they all have a plan. They did not just walk into their business, walk into whatever they're doing in their business without a plan. And I find so many entrepreneurs do this. Like uh, I alluded to, you know, people before they'll go out and get speaking gigs. And I, um, I have a, a partnership with a, a company that puts people on stages and, and I talk to a lot of people um, that come in that door and they've invested a lot of money to get on these stages. And then I ask them, I'm like, so, um, you know, what's your, what's your ultimate goal? And they're like, oh, I just want to go speak and I want to get paid to speak. And I'm like, okay, so what are you thinking you're going to get paid? You know, they're like, oh, $5,000. I'm like, then what? Well, I'm just going to go speak everywhere. I'm like, how soon do you think it's going to be before you're burned out? Like you're, are you going to speak every week? That's 48, you know, we'll just say 48 speaking gigs a year. You're on an airplane, you're running here and there. When do you have a life in between there? And most people want to move into the world of being a business owner or an entrepreneur because they want freedom that quickly eats up your freedom. And so I really want you to have a plan about, okay, if you're going to go speak, that's great. But what is your long-term plan for that speaking? Where are you going with it? What are you, what are your goals? And how is speaking leading to those? Or how is being on Facebook Live leading to those? Or how is running a Facebook ad leading to those? So that's your plan. That's your strategy. And um, that's number 10. And of course... I have a bonus tip, which is um, number 11. I didn't want to leave you guys hanging, but bonus tip number 11 is don't give up. Um, And it's really easy to do that. And it's really easy to get down on yourselves. And I think that um, as entrepreneurs, we are especially self-critical because this is, let's just face it, this is like self-development 101 when you're an entrepreneur. Um, but the reality is, is that it's okay to have a down day. It's okay to like go in your room and pound on a pillow and cry, but just don't stay there because the world needs what you do. The world needs your purpose. The world needs your message. And if you get stuck 
people can't receive that message and they can't receive your wisdom. So don't give up. It takes time. It takes consistency and it takes um, gumption. I love that word. That's my friend Jen's word, gumption. But it takes gumption to just keep going. So that's that's the list today. Um, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope you will take uh, some notes and implement, you know, one or all of these steps to kind of move forward. And I can't wait to see what you all do to become authorities and influencers in your fields of expertise. That's what I've got for this week. Next week, we are talking about, oh, calls to action and how to power those puppies up. So um, I won't be here next week, but you guys will get the episode. And then the following week, I will be back and telling you what I learned at my mastermind. And I can't wait to share that because that room is going to be full of 600 amazing, powerful entrepreneurs. And I'm just ready to get poured into and uh, bring back the wisdom to share with you all. So in the meantime, have a great week. I will see you next week. And if you want to connect, meet me over on Facebook. Talk to you soon. Take care. Just a reminder, don't forget to sign up for my free training to create your irresistible download. Everybody wants a great free download. Why shouldn't you have one too? Grow and build your email list so you can get more clients by joining me on my free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. I'll see you soon.